Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Galloway and Isabel podcast. My name is Thomas Galloway. So today I'm doing another solo podcast and I'm going to talk about the top colognes in 2019. So not of 2019, but in 2019. These are fragrances that may have come out in the last five or six years, uh, but as long as fragrances are not super popular, you can wear them from really any year. It's not something that you need to like stick to the most recent or current fragrances. Those are not necessarily going to be the best. And if you do that, you're just going to be missing out on a bunch of great uh, clones that have come out uh, in the last five, ten, even more years than that. There's a really good one I'm going to talk about that came out in 1996, as old as I am. So uh, we're going to focus on the top 10 fragrances that I currently use this year. I'm also going to go through each of them and talk about the strengths and weaknesses of each of those fragrances, as well as who this fragrance is for and what type of person it would best fit. All these fragrances, except for one, uh, I tried first with samples, and I only have tried with samples. I have not bought the bottle. I see tons of people on YouTube doing reviews of cologne, buying tons of cologne bottles, and that's just wasting money. Uh, that is, that's dumb. That does not make any sense whatsoever. You can get free samples at Sephora, at Dillard's. You can sign up for a service like called Scentbird and other subscription services, which will send you cologne samples for 10 bucks a month, and they'll give you quite a bit that you can try out. There's absolutely no reason to buy colognes without having tried them first uh, in a way that is not that expensive. If you don't want to listen through all of these explanations of each cologne, I put the top 10 list in the description below. You can check that out, but I would definitely recommend listening at least to the parts that are relevant to the fragrances you're thinking about checking out, uh, just so you have a general idea of what you're getting into. Okay, so let's jump right into it. Number one, Creed Aventus. This fragrance came out, I believe, in the last five years at some point, and it is $300 for 3.3 ounces. So it is an extremely expensive fragrance, easily the most expensive one on this list. All but two of these fragrances are going to be less than $100 for about three ounces. Some of them are, most of them are around $50 to $60 for that amount. Uh, but Creed Aventus, it gets this spot because it smells incredible. Uh, it's citrusy, a little musky. It's a very masculine fragrance. It has great sillage and longevity. Sillage is the ability of the fragrance to project whenever you're wearing it, so how far people will have to be away from you to smell you. Longevity is obviously how long the fragrance lasts. Usually these are heavily correlated. If, one, if a fragrance has great longevity, you'll have great sillage. Rarely does one have bad sillage and great longevity or vice versa. Um, this is just generally describing the strength of the fragrance. That's not good. I'm watching Bloomberg right now, and LaCroix is not doing so well. Our future sponsor, LaCroix, seems to be struggling a little bit. That's disappointing. All right, LaCroix, uh, hit us up. That might be the one thing you guys need to get yourself back on track. Okay, so back to the fragrances. So this fragrance is mass appealing, absolutely, uh, but it's still interesting. Some fragrances will appeal to everybody, but there'll be nothing about, about it that stands out. You'll be like, this is just boring. Uh, there's a lot of fragrances like that. Versace Porum is a good example. But 
uh, this fragrance has the ability to have everybody like it, but still intrigue them in some way. This fragrance is also not going to be something everybody has, obviously. It's $300. And the only people you're going to smell like are people who are rich and people who really care about fragrance and are willing to spend a lot of money on it. I should say that Creed Aventus was the only one on this list that I could not get a free sample for. There's samples on Amazon for about 10 bucks, and I had to go with that route just because you can't find this in Sephora or another department store, and they're not going to give out free samples of this. So, the, yeah, so the only people you're going to smell like are rich people and people who really care about fragrance. And even that list is going to be super small because not all rich people are going to be doing research and finding the best clone for $300. They're just going to be buying a clone for $300 and whatever happens, happens. So uh, this is it. You're going to, if you do want to pay the money for it, you're going to be an exclusive group. Strengths and weaknesses of this. Strengths, it's just a great fragrance. And it, I went through that quite a bit already. Weaknesses, cost. Uh, a lot of times these strengths and weaknesses are going to be a little bit of a summary of what I've already said. Who this fragrance is for. I already covered the two groups, rich and people who really care about fragrance. One thing I recommend, if you do not want to pay the money for this and you have people in your life who will buy you gifts for your birthday or another occasion that are willing to pay quite a bit of money for it, say, you know, drop a little hint here and there that you're looking out, you're looking for a fragrance and you really want to try this creative event as you hear it's great and you might have someone in your life who will pay it, will buy it for you. That is a pretty solid option. So that's who this fragrance is for. It is, I would definitely not be jumping into this right away. I have not bought this fragrance. I wear the sample occasionally to nice events or to dates, but it's, it's in, I think I might invest in, in the future, but at this point I have not. Okay, so on to number two. Number two is Dior Sauvage, Eau de Toilette, EDT. Uh, the EDP is pretty good. I prefer the EDT. There's a lot of debate on this. I think the EDT is uh, cleaner and fresher, and I like that. Rarely do I prefer the EDT over the EDP. I'll go into a little more detail on the difference between those two in a couple fragrances down the line. But uh, I love Dior Sauvage, EDT. This has been my main fragrance for the last year. It's $93 for 3.4 ounces. Smells great. It is distinct from other fragrances. The only problem is that it itself is popular and getting more and more popular. So whether it's distinct from other fragrances may not even matter if a lot of people have it. Uh, there's a couple reasons this is the case. One is the, this fa the face of this fragrance is Johnny Depp. Uh, so that has obviously driven a lot of popularity, this fragrance. The other day, or not the other day, when I was about to buy this fragrance... I went in there and was trying a different, few different fragrances and this t I was talking to the saleswoman and she told me that guys come in there and just ask, where can I buy the Johnny Depp fragrance? Without even trying it, without even researching it at all, they just know Johnny Depp's the face of fragrance and they want to buy it. And obviously that goes against every fiber of my being as far as being someone who uh, takes this process seriously and to actually do the work to get the, a good fragrance. And they're just kind of stumbling into it, uh, which works out in this scenario, will not work out in a lot of situations because they're wasting money. But it works out here because this fragrance is great. I think another reason it's popular is because it looks like the word savage. So if you just imagine for a second that you're going to buy cologne, you have 
no background information on any of this stuff. You're just going in blind and you don't really know what you're doing. And one fragrance, and you can't really decide, say between four fragrances you try out. Just at the, you just spray it on yourself, which is a, not a really good strategy to try out fragrances, just to spray it on your hand in the store or in one of those little awful strips. Those don't, you get a general idea, but you're not going to get a very accurate idea of what a fragrance actually performs, how it actually performs. And that's a whole nother podcast. And uh, so people, okay, so say you have four fragrances you're kind of into, oh, I'll just get the one that looks kind of like Savage. Uh, that might sound kind of stupid, but I honestly believe that is part of the reason that people are drawn to this fragrance. Another reason it could be popular is just because it smells great and it's a very high quality. That could be just the reason. Um, it's hard to know sometimes how much the marketing matters and how much actual quality of the fragrance matters. I personally think the marketing is extremely important, especially with fragrance, because people aren't very good about actually figuring out which fragrance they want the most. And just putting a famous, and you see it all the time. There's famous people. Almost every fragrance has a famous person as a face of that fragrance. So uh, obviously, a little bit of market research has told them that this works. The next thing I want to talk about with this fragrance is that it has great sillage and longevity. It lasts a super long time. It projects very well. And in the last part of the fragrance, it mellows out into this smooth, creamy, kind of soapy feel that is easily my favorite part of it. And even though it is popular, I would recommend this fragrance just because it is of such quality. Uh, that being said, if you live in an area where people are really into fragrances or the people you you are around a lot are really into fragrance, I would stay away from it in that specific situation because there's a good chance more and more people are going to be getting it and more and more people are going to have it. So in that specific situation, I would stay away from it. I notice when I go to a bigger city, I smell it. Like when I go places, I recognize, oh, people are wearing Dear Sauvage. Whereas in Ames, where I'm currently living, uh, I I never really smell it. I feel like I'm the only one that wear, that I've noticed wearing it. And so that's just something to keep in mind, depending on where you live. I feel like I kind of went through the strengths and weaknesses already. Uh, the strengths, it's a great fragrance. Weaknesses... And it's pretty well priced, 93 bucks for 3.3 ounces. Uh, also, when you're buying fragrance, even though it might seem like a better deal to get the big ones, unless, you're, unless you are, have really committed to a particular cologne, I would not buy big bottles of it. Stick to the smaller stuff, uh, like no more than 3.3 ounces. And because I've seen like 6.7 ounces, I'm not sure who's buying those. But you're just, you're, there's a good chance you're going to waste a lot of it. It actually takes a long time to go through a cologne bottle, even if you wear the same one every single day. It takes a long time. Uh, so that's one thing I would recommend. Uh, weaknesses, popularity. So because of that, I'm thinking about moving on to something else. Uh, but I'm going to wait a little bit. I still have this bottle. I'm not going to make myself finish it. We did a podcast on sunk costs. We know all about that. But... It's not been a problem yet until I start smelling on a regular basis. Wherever, where I, when I live in Denver next fall, uh, then I might have to change my mind. Okay, so who is this fragrance for? If you're someone who, this is a great beginner fragrance. It's very solid. It's n there's nothing like super offensive about it that might make it kind of risky to wear. Um, and 
you know, it's just a really solid one. If if you're and if you're fine with smelling like a large group of people, depending on where you live, then that's then this fragrance is for you. Number three, Chanel Allure Homme Sport Eau Extreme. So this is a lot of parts to it. First, you have the basic fragrance Chanel Allure Homme. Then you have it's the sport version of that fragrance, and then it's the extreme version of that sport fragrance. And this, all these different aspects to it have kind of hurt the fragrance because it's difficult to market something that that's that where the name is that complex. But uh, it's a great fragrance. I think a lot of people, this is the only other really expensive one. This is $275 for 3.4 ounces. Now I was, now Sephora does carry this in most of the locations. So you can get samples of this for free. As I said earlier, the only one on this list that you cannot get free samples of at Sephora or another department store is Creed Aventus, the very first one, which is very expensive. Chanel Allure Homme Sport Eau Extreme. They also have the EDT version. I think a lot of people don't like sport fragrances because they have the impression that it's going to be very generic, and usually that's right. This fragrance is not like that. It takes a break from that general sport vibe. It is. Uh, it smells great. It's very, very strong and interesting, and uh, it's it's very solid. It's another one of those mass appealing ones, very kind of similar to Creed Aventus, where it is going to appeal to a lot of people. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Uh, it is the strengths of it. It just performs really well. It has very good sillage and longevity. As you might imagine, these first few fragrances are going to have are going to be very good performers. You're not going to have a whole lot of fragrances that don't last very long. I can't stand fragrances that don't last very long. If a fragrance can't last that long, or you have bad sillage where no one can actually smell it unless they're making out with you, then the fragrance is not really doing its job, and it doesn't really matter how good it smells. Weaknesses, the price. Other than that, this fragrance is very solid. Who this fragrance is for? I would say, unfortunately, for the price, if you're going to pay a lot of money for a fragrance, okay, this fragrance is for a person who has a lot of who has money to spend a lot of money to spend on two expensive fragrances. Like one expensive fragrance is not a big deal for them. They can go on to two. That's who this fragrance is for. So that's not, not a large group. That's definitely not me. Whenever I'm at Sephora where they carry it, which is most of the place I've been to, then I might get a sample and just wear it for a little bit because I really like it. Uh, but it's not one I ever plan on buying. That being said, it's a great fragrance, so obviously it's going to make the top, top ten. Now after this fragrance, we're going to get into some more what I consider more practical fragrances that are generally, I think the rest of these are all under 90 bucks. Most of them around 50, 60 for 3.3 ounces. So that's good news. Okay. Most of this list is based on performance of the fragrance and smell of the fragrance and not so much on price. I didn't really detract any fragrances because of the price because I want to, if you do have the money to spend, I, you're going to want to know what the ranking is. Like, and if it's if you don't have the money to spend, then just knock these two off the list. No big deal. Number four, Aqua di Gio by Giorgio Armani Profumo. So this is the one I was talking about earlier. The original came out in 1996. It is a like a white translucent bottle. It's porum. That's the original, and it is a super popular fragrance. 
Uh, it's more light and fresh. Uh, it's great for the summer and pretty good for the rest of the year. And then Profumo, which is the one I'm ranking number fourth here, has a black bottle. It came out in 2015. It's 2.5 ounces for $86. And it is basically a richer, spicier, stronger version of Porom. I really like it. I think it's bolder and more intense than Porom, and I like that about it. Porom is a little bit boring for me. And I like uh, that this fragrance has a reputation as a no-nonsense, masculine fragrance. It's very bold, and it's one, it's one of those fragrances that has a reputation just like a, a businessman from basically age 20 to 50. Or, or even older than that. Like This is one of these fragrances that absolutely has no cap to it as far as age. Same with Creed Aventus. Some of these fragrances we'll get to a little later would feel weird on someone in their 40s. And, but this fragrance does not, would not be like that. Uh, this fragrance is, I say, a very common one, but not necessarily, but like in certain circles, like in a circle that you would want to be associated with. Okay, so strengths and weaknesses... Strengths, yet another very solid fragrance. Not a whole lot more to say. Uh, weaknesses, I don't think there's any weaknesses with this fragrance. Uh, except, yeah, there's nothing really that stands out except for maybe the fact that it is, if, if you absolutely do not want to smell like anybody else, then do not get this fragrance. But that's just a hard thing to do, period. And, I mean, you know, whatever. Who this fragrance is for, uh, I went over this a second ago. Basically anybody who, uh, you know, a businessman, very to the point, direct, nothing fancy. Uh, you're not trying to, uh, you're not trying desperately to stand out in some way. You're just, I want a fragrance that smells great and gets the job done. Then this would be a great option. Okay, the third thing we need, the, the third fragrance, like the third version of this fragrance, and the last thing we need to cover with Aqua Dijo is that they have another version that came out in 2018 called Absolute. And it is very different than the other two. Uh, you can identify it. it has, it's a clear bottle and the liquid is like kind of orangey-ish. Maybe like like a dark, like burnt, like burnt orange, darker, kind of like Dolce Gabbana, the one, which is our next fragrance. So basically what I'm saying is if you like the very first two versions of Aqua Dijon and you expect absolute to be just like it and you're just getting another version of the original you are going to be disappointed it is nothing like it it is much sweeter much warmer and it's more along the lines of Alain and We Delone by Yves Saint Laurent and I think that if the vibe that you were going for that you really liked with the first two is not the one you're going to get with the third I still think third is really good it almost would have cracked this list of this top 10 but uh, it's absolutely different so definitely try that one out before you drop a bunch of cash thinking it's going to be just like the first two number five Dolce Gabbana the one Eau de Parfum Eau de Parfum specifically not Eau de Toilette absolutely not uh, this is $53 for 3.3 ounces and uh, this fragrance is exactly what you want in a second edition so most fragrances start out with the Eau de Toilette, an EDT, and this fragrance is not going to be as strong as the Eau de Parfum. And after a few years, depending on how it performs, they will release a second version of the Eau de Toilette. They'll make it stronger, and they'll make it an Eau de Parfum, an EDP, EDP, 
the UDP will always be stronger, maybe not significantly, but it will always be stronger. And sometimes they'll try to fix any issues the first fragrance might have had beyond the strength of it. It could be just the something about it that people didn't like. <laughs> Try to do something different. Uh, so the, my very first fragrance, first one I ever bought, I didn't do a whole lot of research, and I got the Dolce Gabbana, the one, Oudal Toilette. And I was super happy with the smell of it, but the longevity and sillage are not good. Definitely below average, which is obviously a problem. As I mentioned earlier, if a fragrance doesn't last long, or you can't really, and it doesn't project well, doesn't matter how good it smells. It's basically worthless. And, uh, but the EDP fixed that incredibly. The fragrance smells the exact same. It's rich, warm, spicy, but now the longevity in Siege are also phenomenal. And uh, that makes an easy top five. Maybe I should have had it higher on this list. I think this is one of the greatest smelling fragrances ever. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, this fragrance is perfect for cold weather, and uh, it's still something you can wear the rest of the year, but it's great for cold weather. It's very classy and sophisticated. Uh, it That's the same vibe that the commercials try to put off. So a lot of times the commercials will try to represent what the fragrance is like in their commercials. So the, the commercials for Dolce & Gabbana, the one, were Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he was wearing a black, I think he was wearing a tux, and they definitely try to give off the vibe of the scent itself. And they did a good job of that. Another example with Johnny Depp and Dear Savage, they tried to make they, the commercials very edgy. Johnny Depp himself is an edgy guy. And I would say the fragrance is very similar to that. The commercial does a good job of representing the fragrance. Same with Dolce Gabbana The One. Same with Dolce Gabbana Light Blue, which we'll get to in a second. It's farther down this list. But I think this fragrance is perfect for around the holidays. It absolutely has a black tie, big event type of feel to it. It is another fragrance that is a little too more popular than I would like it to be. And maybe I'm asking too much of these fragrances. Like I want something that's very unique a lot of the times. And it's hard to get an incredible performing fragrance from a big brand or a brand you're going to find Sephora, which basically all those brands are big. Versace, Dolce Gabbana, um, Paco Rabanne, Aqua Di uh, what's the one? What's the one? Yeah, Giorgio Armani. A lot of these fragrances, they're going to just be popular inherently because of the fact that it's a big brand being sold at department stores. It's just part of it. So maybe I'm asking too much of these fragrances when I want them to be super unique and rare but uh you know that's just how that's my opinion on it strengths and weaknesses strengths great fragrance great performing fragrances weaknesses popularity maybe i should stop doing these strengths and weaknesses because i'm basically just repeating stuff i said but i think it's a good way to summarize it who this fragrance is for great starting fragrance 53 bucks for 3.3 ounces that's a good deal and it's just something you wear to all occasions, even though I specifically said it's best for the uh, holidays and all that, it's still absolutely something you can wear all the time. Number six, Versace Eros Eau de Parfum. This is 3.4 ounces, or $57 for 3.4 ounces. 
It's named after the Greek god of love. And this is one thing I mentioned in the video I did about this a while ago. If you wear on a date, if you wear on a date, make sure you do not spray too much and do not spray it right before you sit across from her. Or if you're going to see a movie and are sitting right next to her, especially in that scenario. This fragrance comes out firing. It's very strong, very bold. And if you're thinking, well, that's the exact vibe I want to give off, I get it, that's awesome. But trust me, you will still give off that vibe if you spray it 45 minutes before your date. You will absolutely still give off that vibe. It's strong enough that it will be there firing still throughout the date. The last thing you want to do is spray way too much right before your date and come across as trying way too hard. Spraying it 45 minutes before will still do exactly what you need to do. Trust me. And the last thing about this fragrance, if you're the type of guy that tries to take over a room when you walk in, uh, this would be a good fragrance for you. Uh, if you're not that type of guy, but you want to be, uh, this will give you the confidence to do it. Uh, it's one of those fragrances that just makes you feel like you can do anything. Uh, the, it's, it's not a super subtle fragrance, and sometimes I prefer a fragrance to be a little more sophisticated, but in a lot of situations, uh, this, this is a great option. As far as smell, uh, it's, it's very... It's very citrus. It's very citrusy and very, just very, very potent. It's very distinct. Uh, like you, this is one that I've recognized, and a group of people, like just like I know exactly. Like I, a bunch of people wearing fragrances, and you can just smell Versace Eros. So if you are going to a place where a lot of people are wearing fragrances, and you want to stand out, this would be a good option because it will overpower everybody, <laughs> and just knock them out, and then overpower everybody else's fragrance. And then be like, you're the last one standing. Which, you know, if that's what you want, go for it. Number seven, Lanoui de Lome by Yves Saint Laurent. This is 3.3 ounces for $69. So this is a fragrance that is sweet and sugary without having any spicy or smoky or edgier undertones. And this is something I initially did not like about it. But I wore it a number of times, and I have come around on it for very specific situations. One of those situations being a date. Uh, this is a very romantic fragrance. It has a very intimate and sensual vibe. And it is one of those fragrances that is difficult to spray too much, which, as I talked about in the last one, that's exactly what you want for a date. You are there for one reason, and that reason is not to impress everybody in the restaurant. You're only trying to impress the person who will probably be within three or four feet of you the entire evening. So you don't need to be spraying a bunch of cologne. Like you just you just don't need to. And if you do seem like you're trying to, these are the two this is what's gonna happen. The two things are gonna happen if you spray too much. One of those things is she's gonna be like, uh, why is this person trying to impress everybody here? Second thing, uh, this person must be really trying to impress me because he's wearing a ton of cologne and then, then you're just gonna, she's going to freak out because you, you're probably it might like, oh, what's this guy covering up? He's trying super hard. So this is one scenario. I think in a lot of scenarios, I'm not really worried about wearing too much. Just like uh, people, you know, 
just like deal with it. But this is the one scenario where I would definitely go on the lighter side just so you avoid that possibility. Okay. Number eight. Actually, did I have anything else to say about this one? Okay, so okay, this is what I was going to say. Ultimately, I do not wear this fragrance up because I, even though it's a great fragrance, it's high on this list, I always have something that I prefer to wear on a date. And also, this fragrance is not edgy enough. So those two reasons, I usually have something I prefer. I rarely am like, oh, let's go down to number seven tonight. The first six aren't going to cut it. Or uh, the first six, like I just, I'm tired of the first six. I rarely get tired of six colognes. So that's that's where we are. Okay, so Paco Rabanne, one million. EDP, number eight. This is basically just me repeating everything for Versace Eros. Very strong and powerful. It's one of the greatest projecting and long-lasting fragrances. It's, it's one of the first fragrances I sprayed in like, the next more they sprayed like one morning and the next morning I was still like smelling it like normally you just kind of get used to it by that point or it wears off and that I think that's the only fragrance that's ever happened to me so that is a great uh, testimony for that right there okay uh, number nine Versace Dylan Blue this is the cheapest one on the list I believe not a knock on it $47 for 3.4 ounces the fairly new fragrance from Versace, I believe it came out either last year, 2018, or 2017. Uh, it's great for spring and summer. It's pretty sweet. It has a uh, solid longevity and sillage. I don't think it's, it's not a great performing fragrance, which makes sense for $47. I think it's Versace's most interesting summer fragrance ahead of Pour Homme, definitely, and Eau Fresh, Manu Fresh, which is a good one, and I have that, that would missed out on the top 10 by a couple it's a pretty good one but it's it's a really good one the problem is it's incredibly popular versace manu fresh is something basically anywhere you go in the summer you're going to smell someone wearing this okay yeah versace dylan blue is a really solid summer fragrance great price great beginner fragrance if you're not trying to put too much money into uh, a cologne okay and last but not least Dolce & Gabbana, Light Blue, Eau de Toilette, EDT, not EDP. Once again, going against my general rule of usually preferring the EDP over the EDT, the problem with this one is that I feel like for the EDP, they just ramped up the level of perfume oil, which is the percentage that changes depending on the version of fragrance. So EDT to EDP is just an increase of 8-10% of perfume oil. Makes it more makes it stronger. What I feel like they did with this one is they ramped that level up, but didn't consider what would happen to the rest of the fragrance. And so for me, it just feels like you're wearing a bunch of alcohol. It just it feels like super alcoholy, and that's awful feeling. Uh, I do not like it at all. Not a fan of the EDP. The EDT though is great. It's a great light summer fragrance with a streak of pepper, and that makes it much more interesting than most summer fragrances. And I'm a big fan. Okay, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Uh, so to summarize, um, a lot of this list was fragrances that I did, like I was starting to think, oh, this is too common 
and too popular a fragrance. So maybe I need to adjust my standards on what, what I'm expecting, how rare I want my fragrance to be, or like really do some more in-depth research and find these obscure fragrances that are out there somewhere. I know they are. But uh, the main thing, I'm, main thing I would let you leave you guys with is go try these fragrances at Sephora. Get a sample of it. Go tell the people, I like a sample of, the, of these fragrances. Maybe not do all 10 at once. That's kind of a kind of a dick move but you can do it i normally just go in there and do like three or four it takes them a it takes them a hot second to do that I and mean, it's not like they are just pulling them out of a drawer and handing them to you so like you know it's kind of up to you how how far you want to push it how many you want them to do but that's the that's the move that's how you should go about this is to go try these things out take them home don't rush into buying a fragrance you can wear one of these sample things i would say easily for four days and that's plenty enough time to figure out what actually smells like on you, not just on a little cardstick strip, cardstock strip of paper. On you and for a whole day. So uh, that's what I would say the most important thing. Check in the description to get the names of these, so you know what you're going after, uh, and be very specific with the people who are filling up samples for you. I don't really, I don't even tell them which bottles I want them to spray. I physically grab them and take them to the person who is going to fill it up because and say, I want to samples of these three. And I'm physically holding the bottles because a lot of times if you just tell them, they will mess it up. And obviously you don't want that. If you're trying to do accurate tests of this, and you don't really know. You can't be sure which one you're getting. Obviously not ideal. So that's what I would leave you with guys. Um, that's basically all I got. This was fun. I really like talking about fragrances and cologne and if you guys have any questions about it or just want to talk about it, 100% down. So, um, you know, yeah, uh, this has been fun. Um, and I'll do some similar videos like this in the future. I like There's more stuff to talk about the cologne, obviously. I can go through more colognes, period. I can also talk about uh, how to apply cologne, just different things, just all the different ancillary uh, processes regarding cologne. Okay, everyone, have a great day.